I'm Jenny Donheiser. And I'm Nicole Spezio. And this, this is How Are You Brainwashed? brainwashed. Hey, Nicole, I, I, I'm changing my name. So should, to, wait, what? I'll have to introduce myself differently. I mean, now I'm, you have still not changed your name after getting married for a long time. So are you going to change your name? I'm going to do it. I'm starting the process because I'm thinking of having it same name as my babies but you don't care about that no i don't care about that but (laughs) it's fine that you care about it but i don't care about it what sucks is that i've lost my passport my id is expired so how do i get it i don't know what the fuck in europe you're probably really fucked then so i have to change my social security card first and i think i can do it without having either of those things with just my marriage certificate i don't know buddy I think you're going to need some sort of, you don't, how do you, I mean, sorry, and I say this with love, how do you not have a passport or an ID? I, I lost my passport. I don't know. I, somehow in the move, I, I don't know where it is. I can't seem to locate it. And my ID has been expired for over a year because I thought I was going to change my name. Anyway. Okay. That's where I'm at. Um, so you're going to, are you going to be full Jenny Burns or are you going to be Jenny Donheiser Burns? I'm just going to be Jenny Burns. Now, what about your illustrious film career that you've already built as Jenny Donheiser? Nah, it's fine. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> I can keep it professionally as Donheiser. So maybe it won't affect the podcast. I don't know. Is this interesting anyway? What's going on with you? Oh, my God. Oh, um, wow. You had I your baby know. shower for your I twins. I had my baby shower for my twins and... I, I think that that's got to be less interesting to talk about than your main change, honestly. I mean, I really liked it. It was very nice. It was a very oh, no, nice I had shower. a great time. I just can't imagine anyone wanting to hear about it. I mean, we had Penny Vodka. It was in New Jersey. And so my mom had an idea instead of like people giving cards to bring little oh, golden yeah. books. How many did you get? We got quite a few, and I gotta say, Mike and my brands are very strong because there were a lot of repeats. Oh gosh, okay. We got, I got, I think, four Lucille Ball little golden books. We got a couple of Beatles, a couple of Elton Johns, yeah, a um, couple of Carol Burnett's. People really know us, and I really appreciate that. Okay, did you get repeats of either of the ones I gave you? And I'm happy to remind you. I, I would unfortunately need to be reminded okay. at this time. I gave you Golden Girls, How They Met. Yes, you got repeats. Yes. Damn. How how many Golden Girls did you get? Again, what did I just okay, say? Okay, okay, okay. And then I also got you the Shy Little Kitten. I, you know, I think that might have been the only Shy Little Kitten. Oh, nice. Okay. I, you know, it's it's beautiful. And I do have two kids coming and they will need their own books. And so there you go. Oh, that's true. Maybe and I can pass somebody... them along to, you know, others. That way they won't fight over the Golden Girls book. Yeah. I can't wait to cast my daughters. As the Golden Girls, who yeah. will they be? What will their vibes be? I bet yeah. I'm going to get just two Blanches, but you know, you never know. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait to be casting your babies. Yeah, we even cast Elliot at all. Wow, yeah, huh? Next time, it's just us. We'll throw in Elliot. Okay, great. I would love to cast him as something psycho. <laughs> besides your baby shower and besides the fact that I don't have any valid IDs and yet do want to change my name. <laughs> What's going on? The Trader Season 2. Oh, That's watch, going on. Watched it all today. Okay, great. I am obsessed. Wait, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. For The Trader Season 2, first three episodes. The Trader, Sar, Phaedra, and Dan Giesling. 
<laughs> I'm so happy Phaedra is a traitor. I've got to say, Dan Giesling is like a very popular, a well-respected Big Brother player. And he is fucking flopping compared to Phaedra. Everyone is onto his ass because he's not saying shit. Like yeah. he's doing such a bad job of being traitor. That like flying under the radar. It's season two. People know, you know, yeah. like and the, these people did their homework. These are reality stars. Like I would be suspicious of the quiet person, too. You got to like, strike a balance. You know, I like that a lot of them came for an old man who has asthma because they were like, your breathing changed. <laughs> your breathing changed when Alan Cumming was tapping people to making them traitors. Who the hell is that guy? What is he doing there? He's a politician. I don't know that guy. It's like all reality stars and then that politician. Very <laughs> odd. Very odd. How, who is his manager and how did they get him in there? I have no idea. It's wild. I also loved Larsa Pippen and her boyfriend, Michael Jordan's son, whose name is, I think, Marcus, yes, are both yes. on the traders and oh, another spoiler Marcus goes home and the way that the women like hug Larsa it was like like her husband left for the war <laughs> like they were it was so dramatic like oh my god you're gonna be alone without your boyfriend playing a reality show it was very funny to me they make my skin crawl those two this has actually made me like him more. She just really, I think, is a horrible human being. And I can't understand. Why? Because she told a bunch of people about her castmate having cancer after she was asked not to do Can that. Can you believe that? And what also a... her reaction when Gertie told her she had cancer was insane. It was so like her... um, wheels turning. Oh, no, I look bad. Trying to be like, why didn't you? You should have told me. Her reaction was very much like, OK, well. We're in this fight, but how would I know that I can't be in a fight with you because you have cancer? It was a real odd, odd way to handle it. Yeah, she is a nightmare. And also anybody who like changes their entire face and body like can't be. The before and after of Larsa Pippen is shocking. It's shocking. It is shocking. I do think it's okay if you change your face and body, but I don't know something. I wouldn't do it is i mean I, I deeply think she's an unwell person but also that the fact that she like is trying to be kim kardashian in face and body it feels like remember that show where they it was like i, I want to look like jennifer lopez or like i want to look like <laughs> Ooh, not mark really. Wahlberg, where they gave people plastic surgery to try to make them look like celebrities ew is mark Wahlberg like an actual example because i guess that'd be <laughs> such a random one to pick out <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I was trying to think of like who was hot 10 years ago or whenever this was airing 10, 20 years ago. It feels like mm -hmm. she did that. She like went to. She said, make me into my best friend, please. Yeah. And they're and, not. So and friends, now they're right. No, but they were for many years. If I got plastic surgery to look like you. Yeah. Would you still be my friend? Would we I talk would, about it? I would. First of all, we talk about it. <laughs> Second of all, I would prefer, yeah, you to look like me than to me to look like you. And it's nothing about aesthetics. It's just what I would prefer. <laughs> I just would like <laughs> more me, I think. Like, what if I just um, slowly started becoming you? That's single what, white femaleing me. Yeah, that's what Liza Pippen single white female Kim Kardashian. You know what? I think I won't know until you try. So I think you might as well try and we'll <laughs> see how I feel about it anyway i hate her she sucks i hope that she gets eliminated although she's on to dan she is smart uh, yeah um, that did make me be like okay larsa but yeah i hate her um i hate her the housewives we have rocking and rolling is uh, such a funny crew 
<laughs> yeah, Sheree is a wild choice. Has said barely anything. I at know. This point. I, for a while, I was like, "Is that true?" I like, didn't even know for a hot second if it was her because she was so not featured. Tamara also sick for like <laughs> unexplainably sick for like, some challenges. Yeah, they're not addressing the fact that she couldn't be a traitor because she was not at that. Like, wasn't she not at the thing where Alan picked the traitors? No, she. W- I think she was there, but she wasn't at the like challenge after. Oh, that. she was on the challenge. I don't care about the challenges. I gotta say, okay, you care about the challenges. I, I don't know if I care. I don't not care. You care about them ripping down scarecrows and figuring out light patterns. Also, justice for peppermint. I'm sad that yeah she's gone. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was a weird interaction. Trishel. I haven't thought about Trishel in. 15 years when they said Trishel the challenge I was like whoa wait this is the girl from the the challenge is all real world people I had to put that into the context of my brain and I gotta say shout out to Trishel who has really overtaken (laughs) that sort of name in my brain I really when I first met Trishel I wanted to call her Trishel and now that I have Trishel back I want to call her Trishel so it's really (laughs) And I want to call everyone Grishel because that's what I thought Grishel's <laughs> name was for a long time. And for a long time, Jenny said hard G Grishel <laughs> made no sense. So much, so much less of a name than Grishel even is. <laughs> what is Grishel? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm having a good time. I'm going to watch. I just like, yeah, check out during the challenges. I'm look at my phone or whatever it's a good like nursing and trying to get the baby to sleep type show for sure and i'm watching uh, and i started watching suits nicole that's where i'm at what (laughs) how did you get there 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 you know it's on netflix now it's very popular it's like a top streaming show on netflix really and people love it and i needed something that i can check out during i just really can't have to pay attention this is megan markle megan markle it's a like procedural you know lawyer show it's like the good wife but bad it's just like dudes doing lawyer stuff and megan markle is eye candy and i don't know I don't know. The the last, I got to be honest, the last thing I thought I would ever hear out of your mouth, I'm watching Suits. I never thought I'd hear that. <laughs> Eight episodes of the Suits. Wow. All right. Last thoughts, Nicole, before we bring in our exciting guest. Uh, if you were on the Traders, would you want to be faithful or traitor? Traitor. So fun. Yeah. But also kind of fun to be faithful. I'll do both. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's bring our guest in. <laughs> you'll be recruited. Yes, I would be Parv. Yeah, fun. Don't know her, but I know she's very famous from Survivor. I know she's Survivor famous. She is. Okay. Jenny, I think it's time to bring in our guest. Okay, amazing. I'm I'm very excited. I am electric within my body because of this guest right now. I am so excited. Not only is this person a dear friend, they're also a genius in many areas. Genius casting director, writer of, I don't know, some little film you may have heard of called May, December. Four Golden Globe nominations, every other nomination under the sun. 
It is the bop of the goddamn year. I cannot wait to dive into it. Please welcome to the pod, Sammy Birch. Oh my God. That that was a thrill to watch. I've never, I've listened to so many podcasts and I've never experienced that of watching the intro in front of my eyes. That's what it's like. (laughs) I try to be radio DJ and yeah. be thrilled that my friend is I here. I love it. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. You are well, really fitting us right in. And you are just bopping around to every yeah, just award literally ceremony. Looking beautiful on the red carpet. I got to say the looks have been good, Sammy. Thank you so much. It's, yeah, it's very, I, I've been out of my comfort zone. <laughs> I've been... <laughs> Taking pictures, you know, getting, been, being in dresses. It's been really, really fun and weird and crazy. Yeah, that that is so cool. I, I got to look up your looks. What's it, I mean, like, what's been your, are you working with like a stylist? Are you going on your own journey? What's it like out there? A really nice stylist named Arielle, who is just so nice. And she's really gotten me, you know, because I have all kinds of things of like, can't be like that, can't be like that, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it was really, I was talking about that with Laura Rosenthal, the casting director of this movie, who's made, I'm sure you might, you may know in New York. And I was like, yeah, I'm neurotic. I have like all these rules of clothes. And she was like, that's style. And I was like, oh, what a twist. I love it. Oh, I love that reframing. Babe, actually, that style. You have choices that you've made. It's really good. Sammy, I don't know if you know, but I'm pregnant right now with twin girls. Shut My mom's a twin girl. Do you know if they're fraternal or... Uh, or They like, are. They do seem to be fraternal. Same with my mom. Um, I did not know your mom was a twin. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That is so... Cool. Thank goodness. Congratulations. Thanks. Wow. And so soon. So soon. Wow. Yep. Awesome. But fuck my babies. Let's get into May December. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> I watched them uh, May December, obviously, while I have been pregnant. And so I'm hoping that, like, you know, they really were able to take it in in the womb. And mm. certainly that gorgeous score, I think, really affected them. It's going to be their, their lullaby. Exactly. Oh my god! <laughs> terrifying. Wow. I, yeah, and I watched it with my newborn, so you know. Yeah, we the, are the, really... the results are in. Babies love May December. <laughs> the nuance, Perfect. the performances, these character actresses chewing the scenery. My son was absolutely aghast. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, I mean. Now that they, now when they're one, you go back, you say, okay, here's the Karen Carpenter story. Here's safe. Here's the yeah, this. Just... whole Haynes. This is a good entry point. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. start at the Yeah. I'm just curious, as somebody who's written a screenplay or two, what, <laughs> like, how did this come to be? How did Todd Haynes get his hands on this script? Like, what has been the journey of it? I'd love to know. It's been really miraculous. Basically, I mean, I went to school. I was at NYU also. Were you in the drum program too? Yes. Jenny yes. and I were both at Atlantic. Okay. Amazing. Acting. So I was in dramatic writing, seventh floor, isolated. <laughs> No one, right? Not touching any other creative <laughs> floor, and I was just like writing for a long time. Specs were no one, and then it just got really lucky. This was the one that you know I had the first draft in 2019, 
And then I was trying to get signed. I didn't have a manager or agent or anything. And so that it was, it was a, a friend of Kate's ex fiance, Andy, Alex Plappinger, who's a great producer. I try to always mention, you know, he's, he changed my life, really. He read it and was like, oh, can I, you know, send this to some people? And so that's how I got my current managers who are amazing. And then they sent it out. I'm just doing the whole heritage. I hope that's interesting. No, it, that, it is. It yes. is. <laughs> They sent out, this was like January of 2020. And the first, I was meeting with producers and the producer that I got on the phone with who I was like, yeah, click. It was like perfect, you know, just clicked into place was Jessica Elbaum, who Mm. is producing partners with Will Ferrell. And so they came on board and then I did some work on the script for them and they got it to Natalie Portman. And then she said she wanted to play the part, you know, I mean, so it's like all these things. Oh, wow. You know, a lot of like kind of disbelief. And also I talked to Jessica on the phone the day before Tom Hanks got COVID. So let's put that into. Wow. A moment in time, you know. So we were like, you know, it it was all very surreal. And then like later in 2020 is when Natalie Portman signed on and then she sent it to Todd herself because they'd never worked together and they've Mm -hmm. been wanting to. And then I met both of them for the first time on Zoom, just a Zoom just such as this. Just like this. In the 2021 January, so like three years ago. So it was, that was the beginning. I mean, that was the the insane, what do you call it, dominoes. And then mm-hmm. with Todd, you know, comes, it was a few months. I did some work on the script with their notes. And then he was like, I want to send it to Julianne more, you know? And you go, okay, cool. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, normal, cool. Yeah. And, but it's been very lucky. It's just been like a, there's been a kismet. Like he had another project. He was really close to filming, which I hope they do because it sounds amazing. This Peggy Lee movie biopic mm-hmm. with Michelle Williams. And they wow. were scouting. They had, he had his like creative team. And a few weeks before it all, like, you know, it was all this corporate, whatever stuff, you know, it, it ended up not happening. And he was just like, great. We're going to pivot we're do- you know so like this pr- the production designer who's amazing sam lasenko he was scouting like lush like they were like in the midwest like smoky lounges for the 50 50- for peggy lee and then it was like yeah you're going to savannah it's you know <laughs> get that all out of your head you know it was it's just such a right turn but yeah it ended up just being so so lucky and and fun and great you know great wow. people I love that. Yeah, you got to shoot your shot. You know, you got a script, you send it to the people you know, you know, that's why I think people are just scared to like, let people really see their work. And when it's as when stuff is good, you know, like, yeah, it, it was finds good, a way. people want it. Yeah, yeah. It finds its way to goddamn so much is Natalie not good. Portman. <laughs> so much is not good. So much is not good. This is so good. <laughs> Literally just I like the entire experience of watching it. I was just on my couch with my husband, Mike, being like, oh, my fucking God, can you believe what is happening? It was truly euphoric. Oh, my God. That makes me so happy. That's so fun. It's so so good. It's been crazy. It's really been just one cuckoo crazy moment after the other for a while now. (laughs) Do you? So what happens? Okay, so when Todd Haynes makes your movie, Mm -hmm. an amazing (laughs) sentence. Yeah. Like, were you on set? Are you like 
consulting during it? Like, how does that, what's the vibe? Well, it was funny because I visited set. I wasn't on set the whole time. This was also yeah. very, you know, now Netflix bought it at Cannes. So, you know, there's this great machinery and everything, passion behind it. But um, it was pretty independent. They just raised money with individuals. And so it was a 23 day shoot, which is wow. Crazy. Very so I was there, I think for four days. I was there for graduation, which was a really big day and a lot of the pet store stuff. But when I got there, what was so fun is like, it felt like I was meeting my pen pal. You know, I hadn't met Todd in person oh, wow. because we've been doing all of the talking like on Zoom, on the phone and on email. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was just very natural kind of process where it was because that's the thing. When it's someone like that, I mean, I would have happily been like, here you go. See you at the premiere if I'm invited. Right. You know, I mean, really. But he's just not like that. And mm-hmm. I think you can really tell with, I mean, these amazing people that have always been in his circle. Some since, I mean, Christine Bashan and him met in college and she's produced every single movie, you know, as well as many other amazing movies. You know, Laura Rosenthal, the casting, they've been working together since Velvet Goldmine. You know, he's got mm-hmm. this history and it's, I think it's very obvious, I can say from personal experience that he's just a wonderful person and so collaborative and so warm and generous and everything else. So it was, you know, it was fun, like getting notes, especially because I was going back and forth between the I wrote the Wiley e. Coyote movie. Ah, uh, yeah. That TBD. I mean, hopefully you'll. We'll, Fingers we'll, damn crossed. Fingers we ha- I crossed. have to see that. Sandy. Wait, wait, wait. Like, explain. Explain. <laughs> okay. The Okay. It's called Coyote versus Acme, and it's um a hybrid. So it's like it's like Who Framed Roger Rabbit is to film noir, and uh, this is to like legal thriller. So it's like a legal thriller for kids. Oh my god! <laughs> I it, need it so bad. It's really. Funny and it's Wiley e. Coyote sues the Acme Corporation. His, his lawyer is Will Forte, who's so funny in the movie and and really dramatic because a lot of it's kind of played, you know, sincerely. And oh, this has been made. They made it. It's oh. done. It is. It's been in the news because Warner Brothers wanted to use it as a tax write off and like burn it into ash. And it's completed all the animation. The director was in London doing post for a year and a half. I mean, just the amount of hours and people and everything. And people got really mad. People got really mad yeah. on, on the internet, yeah. but it, but it was kind of, you know, there was an uproar for sure. Yeah, it was like a big, like I thought no one was going to care because I'd been watching the like 10 teenage boys that were really excited about this for like a <laughs> few years on Twitter. I was like, they're going to be heartbroken, you know, but I was really not expecting such a thing. So now hopefully it'll you know, be sold and be, we're we're kind of in that process. But going back and forth between getting notes from a studio about something that Tweety Bird is in is a really different experience (laughs) than getting notes from Todd because those are poetry and there's so much. Some of my favorite scenes that came out of just comments, just one of my favorite things he, in his notes were, you know, that character is really dangerous. It was, he was talking about the son, Georgie from the first marriage. He was like, that's kind of the most dangerous character in the movie. Mm -hmm. And then, so then I just like had that on a card. And then that's where that second scene came from, where after the restaurant where he's smoking and just from this notion of like, yeah, that's exciting. What, how can that danger be harnessed, you know? So it's it's just a I mean it's a gift it's it's just an incredible gift to get to and see 
his process of his thoughtfulness and confidence and all of that is just it's a gift. But so, yeah, I wasn't on set, but I was pretty, you know, I'd get little fun. At that point, the script was pretty much set, but it would be like, you know, what are the dog's names? You know, like stuff like that or like. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was on graduation, they realized there wasn't anything for the principal and the valedictorian to say. So I like went into a locker room for like high school football Amazing. with someone's computer and typed up some dialogue and just like handed it. That was really fun. Amazing. Well, God, I, could, I feel like I could geek out forever and I don't want to. I know to, that, but that Georgie I, performance was so good. I just have to God, say. isn't he amazing? Oh, I, my God. Do you guys know him? He's New York. No, he was amazing. He's a I chameleon. Was, he was also in Carol oh. and he looks completely different. And I think he's just so talented. It's so exciting. Oh, my God. I was literally like foaming at the mouth being like, this is the funnest part I've ever <laughs> seen someone get to play. Like, this is... I want to play this so bad. Oh, my God. You'd, you'd crush, Nicole. <laughs> I would kill to be Georgie in the sequel. I would, <laughs> would love to. I love that. Okay. I have some favorite scenes. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll ask you, like, the other, like, things about our okay, podcast okay, yes, eventually, yes, yes. if that's okay. Yes, we will. We will. I just like, we're to... excited. The scene between Julianne Moore and Charles Milton in the bedroom where he, like, confronts her has really stuck. <laughs> yeah. Me. Oh, that's... Thank I you. just thought it was so beautifully written and also acted, but just beautifully written. Just seeing how she couldn't, she couldn't do it. She could not look it. at it from his perspective. She could not look at it as any other way besides how it was in her mind. And mm-hmm. it's just a fascinating. Were you fascinated by the Mary Kay Letourneau story? Like, was that, is that? I mean, against my will. I mean, that's the thing is I feel like, that story and you know monica oj jean mm-hmm. benet you know heidi flies this sort of like mount rushmore of these stories i never not knew them they were always so prevalent and so you know from the beginning it was really important to me that this was to me like my guy is like badlands where it's like a fictionalized version of something that you know what the case is and or what the inspiration is, but that it's another universe yeah, it's own, or something. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think that's it's definitely all of these stories have continued to sort of pop up in different ways. I think it's just because they do sit at such an intersection of like fame and badness. <laughs> you know? Right. That there's yeah. something that we keep returning to this well, especially right now. You know, how many of these are getting retold and, you yep. know, oh, let's pick it up again. Let's pick it up again and see if it's a different. And sometimes I think that is really valuable, but sometimes it feels like more. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like, an unbelievable story for, for you. Your mind cannot comprehend it. That's why we like can't look away. You're like, I cannot believe this happened. Why, how did it happen? Why could it happen? What is the psychology of the people right. involved? Like, it's and just. It ha- Still, I mean, that's what's crazy is there's almost like a gold rush, I think, dynamic in the tabloids with crime or novelty criminals, where it's like, if you're the first, you become a celebrity. And then Mm -hmm. the the ones that follow, it's there's diminishing returns. You know, I think like Deborah Lafarve, like we know that name. We know what's her name that to die for was fictionalized. It's like that you see it all the time. And it's always very similar 
it's very often like blonde women who are like, you know, 28. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jenny, looking at you. Jenny. <laughs> watch, watch out. It. Watch it. Yeah. it's And it distorts, I think, probably the amount because it's novelty, you know, mm-hmm. it's like probably distorting the amount of high schoolers that are actually being preyed upon by men, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. That's your image in this week. Right. But I think some things are obviously some things are different. Some things are very similar, but you can see them in starker relief or something. But it was also, you know, just always wanted to set it late. I just think the, the retelling element. Yeah. Or like recreation can be very strange and rarely, I don't know, additive or something. So just felt like there was more air and space and breath and room for like a lot of stuff. It just feels like you really captured, you really obviously invented what you believe her psychological experience to be, but you really feel it and understand. Like I empathize with everybody in the journey and also hated everybody in the journey. And yeah, the power dynamics just shift from scene to scene and like you don't know who to believe. And I just really found it was a fascinating ride. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yeah, that bedroom scene is I I we've done a lot of Q and A's and that's, if I can kind of scoot in the back for some, that's, there's a, when she says, you know, you seduced me, I feel like most of the time it gets like a, you know, a response from that. That is really thrilling as Mm -hmm. just as a writer to, you know, in the disgust. I mean, I like, that's what's I think kind of fun about watching the movie in an audience is there are these, there's a very audible journey (laughs) where there are laughs and then there are not laughs. And then there, you know, there's so, you can feel people feeling so uncomfortable, which I enjoy. (laughs) Mission accomplished. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Charles Melton. Wow, what a performance. He's so amazing and he's an angel on earth. I mean, it's been so nice because since the actor strike ended and before that, the writer strike, it's like we were the rookies. And it's so funny because it's like, I mean, he was on six days, you know, years of Riverdale. He's not a rookie necessarily. But in this context, it's been bonding, you know, because it's right. These are some of these people on our team are legends and have done. Mm-hmm. Right. Rodeo before, you know, they're they're not like nervous about it, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is gonna make him a movie star. Oh my god. Oh, oh he's a movie star now, honey. Yeah. Movie yeah. star and he's just it couldn't happen to a nicer person and he's I, I'm so excited for him to know like what is what's next, you know? What's gonna be totally role. It's really cool. Yeah. My favorite line that I keep thinking about, too, is after he smokes weed on the roof with his son and he says, I can't tell if we're bonding or if I'm creating a bad memory for you. And I just love that. I feel like that's every parent's thought every day. I mean, already my son is seven weeks old. And I'm oh, like, my Are we bonding or am I creating a bad memory for you? <laughs> no, I've heard from a lot of parents on that. Especially yeah. fathers. I've heard from a lot of fathers on that one. It's I love that. Thank you. It's, I'm sure that Nicole, you'll you're, I'm uh, gonna try not to smoke weed with my kids for a few years, but I don't know. Can, we'll kind of see how it goes, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever smoked weed with your parents? Because I have. It's horrible. I have with my I, mom. Yeah, yeah with my mom. We've all smoked weed. that's definitely something to work out in therapy there for sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, thank you so much for indulging us. Yes. Uh, oh my God. All those That's questions. so cool. But yes, let us ask you now the question that we ask all of our guests who did not write May, December. So that question that we ask is, how, Sammy, were you brainwashed? So by this, we mean when you were maybe growing up, what was a, a way that you thought the world worked, that this is true, this is fact? And with smarter, wiser eyes, you said, actually, I feel like that was just brainwashing the whole time. Okay. The thing that really came to the surface for me in trying to think of this is actually not bigger systemic thing. It was just within our home. Great. Kids. <laughs> so I'm asthmatic. I'm also have a lot of food allergies to this day. But when I was really little, I had a lot of food. Like I couldn't have dairy or eggs or wheat. I had like fake bread, just horrible. But I grew out of a lot of those things. And there was, and again, this isn't like, maybe this does not fit the brief. I'm sorry if it doesn't, but this wasn't like intentional, but there became these irrational rules around food with my health where I was eating, like I grew out of some of these allergies, thank God. And I was eating like cream cheese and ice cream. Okay. But Amazing. I couldn't have milk. And so I did not have cow's milk until I was like 14. And then I didn't eat an egg yolk, like the yellow until I was 18. And it was like, why? Like, And what's, and what I really, the symbol of what I think of with this is I was not, you know, this is before oat milk. I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah. With cereal every day, this stuff called mocha mix, which is basically non-dairy creamer. It had like a coffee, a cup of coffee on the thing. <laughs> oh my or, God. Until I was in middle school every day. So I'm like, what did that do? You know, that place. <laughs> Right. And what's even weirder about that is so was my sister who has never had an allergy in her life. So we were like downing non-dairy creamer <laughs> every day. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like th those kinds of it wasn't on purpose. It's just, you know, my mom, it's just like whatever kind of like a lot. There's a lot of food stuff in our house. But mm -hmm. I did think, you know, I remember eating the egg yolk when I was 18 years old and going, well, you know, it was such an eye opening. Like it was like, why was I not eating that? I thought I was afraid of it. I thought I couldn't mm. eat it. Right. For no reason. Where, where I was eating egg noodles, like egg bread, things with egg in it. Like it didn't make it, it, was, it was almost culty in that way where you're just like, these are an arbitrary set of rules and you will follow them. Mm. You know? Yeah. So, totally. So you were... <laughs> Diagnosed as a kid, they said, "Don't eat these things." Oh, I, I there was a, I've had, a, I had a lot of violent as a child, a lot of violent circumstances of like eating a peanut on an airplane, two mm. years old, L.A. New York, you know, exorcist level <gasps> oh, vomit God. everywhere. Oh God! And was, you know, there's all those stories, or like egg yolk. My dad's like was very reading all these progressive education books and he put paper all over the floor and then made paint out of like egg yolk and dye or I don't know what now I'm like what was that but <laughs> that but I was like covered and like broke out into hives and they had to rush me to the ER there's a lot of like ER times Aww. yeah for me as a child I'm sorry to say to mothers of the food allergy stuff yeah, I, I feel know. like it has changed a lot in what they told our parents versus what they're telling parents now, which is like, 
give it to him. Introduce it slowly. Like start. Don't they say? Yeah, they're like, give him peanuts. <laughs> like during pregnancy, they're see like, how eat they allergens. React. Eat dairy, eat peanuts to like see if you oh. can start it going okay in there. Yeah. Oh my God. They want you I to wonder, early. I know. I heard my, someone, someone was telling me that they drove to the parking lot of Cedar sinai when they gave the kid like a spoonful of peanut butter just in case oh my god that's so funny on tiktok's many a parent in a car being like okay get the peanut butter we're in the hospital parking lot and like wow this is sure absolutely do i have to do that no you you don't have to do that but if they feel they need to that's okay right 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 they have a car and we don't we're gonna uber to the hospital parking lot and Right, like peanut butter. No, I know. That's why I'm. I'm like, oh god, take take them on the subway. Bring the bag of peanuts. Go to. But it seems <laughs> like a fancy room, fancy in case. Right, 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 right. It seems I think like there ben- was no like doctors prescribing. Like, okay, let's try to introduce these things. It seems like for me, yeah. <laughs> well, what's so weird is I was constantly a doctor. I mean, I feel huh. more at home in a doctor's office. I can't tell you. I come alive. I'm like, it's like, I'm when I'm, I'm like, here, everything we need to talk about. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I had a great asthma allergy specialist. Very lucky to have that. And I do think, I mean, there's like to this day, I mean, I've gotten my mom. It's like, you cannot convince her that mayonnaise is not dairy. Like you cannot convince her that yeah. there's milk in mayonnaise. <laughs> And so we're kind of dealing with that kind of personality. I think, yeah, I think of- coffee creamer in your cereals is definitely showing a picture. <laughs> Insane. And it's but, but my sister, too, I think, wow, for no reason. I mean, she's literally right. never had a health. She like needs glasses and that's it. She's never had any health problem in her life. And she's downing. like, And I'm also like, what are the effects? You know, it was like 1980s, probably like soy oil. Yeah, it's probably like the equivalent of when you get Dairy Queen and it's like not dairy. It's just like whipped oil. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, what could that have done? Can't even say. But it, you know what? It seems like it didn't do anything. Maybe you're just like rocking and rolling with years of whipped maybe. oil within you. That's true. Maybe. Yeah, look at you. You're right in May, December. OK, you're at the Critics' Choice Awards. Maybe <laughs> we should be given... Yeah, give it to our kids. kids. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, get that Cool Whip and put it right. Yeah, it's a like Cool Whip. Is what right, kind of Cool Whip like. doesn't have dairy in it. Wow, see, I'm, I'm learning. pretty sure not. I'm pretty sure it's just like whip, like oil whipped to shit. Like it's just wait, that's right. That's why it's like Air. vegan. It's <laughs> advertised what? as vegan. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Right. I'm pretty sure that I mean maybe I'm spreading misinformation now, but I'm pretty sure that's right. But it's like I do create some Molly and I have talked about trying to track our track down Mokomik, see what, what it is. But there was just a lot of food. I'm I think that's an interesting thing to come to realize, I think, is at a certain point going, Oh, that whole thing was a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, there's so many arbitrary rules about food in general of like these foods you eat at this time of day and not at another time. That's not appropriate. It's like, what are you talking about? Like I was at a restaurant this weekend and I had eggplant parm and on the side they gave mashed potatoes. And I was like, you can't get mashed potatoes. It's like a crazy side to give. But, But then it's like if you gave pasta, I would not blink an eye. And 
aren't they essentially cousins, mashed potatoes and pasta? There's just all all these rules that are meaningless, ultimately. They're meaningless. It's true. You know, and it's it's interesting, too, because I feel like I am preoccupied with like, I think this is just a side effect of having allergies, but I am a little preoccupied with contamination, ultimately. Like, has the food gone bad? Oh, Oh, uh-huh. Like the the kindest thing that Alex, my husband, will do is try food with me so I can so there's a, a variable of someone that's not going to start freaking out. I'm obsessed with <laughs> food going bad, too. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. Or, or also like if I don't hear the click, it's bad. It's, you know, if I don't hear the click of a like bottle, the thing, oh. yeah, I'm like it was open. You know, like I have to be so present in the moment when I'm opening a jar or a bottle. Yeah, um, food was dangerous for you. Food, there is a danger. Food is, food is danger. Yeah, it's that's true. <laughs> so, are there certain things that you're still like, I'm not, I'm not touching that? Well, I have. That's what's the the sort of unfortunate irony is like I am allergic to a lot of things and some grow. Like I couldn't have crab and lobster for a really long time, but I could eat shrimp and now I can't. I've had to say goodbye to shrimp. I've had to say goodbye to peas. Can you imagine? Oh, sorry. More not love peas. I honestly did love peas. Like the little the little ones. Yeah. Yeah. Little peas. (laughs) Sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm and lentils, which I don't care. Those are taste like dirt, but it's okay. <laughs> but it's I'm starting to get all the other beans you go because they're all legumes. And you go, when's the other shoe gonna drop? You know? Yeah. What about chickpeas? What about <laughs> black beans? These things you need them in your life. So it is, yeah, it's it's hard to draw that line of because there is the real and the imagined, you know. But I it's been rare in my life that I've been as brave as when I tried egg yolk for the first time. <laughs> I'm, I have not. There are certain things where I'm, I'm still not as brave as that moment, you know? What was but the, what, what a great give us the context of the egg yolk. Was it the a egg scrambled yolk? egg? I'm just picturing no, you spooning raw egg yolk. And I know that can't be right. Or was that what it was? It was like a sunny side up. It was <laughs> it was at a diner. I actually remember it was a really dark day because it was my mom's friend was in the hospital and she was very very sick, kind of at the end of a, a cancer. She was about to pass away, and we went and visited her, and it was just so grim. And then I remember being at like Norm's diner or like. I don't know, some diner that was near the 405 and just being like, sunny side up, please. You know, like, fuck it. (laughs) Yeah, life is short. Try it out. You got to just try it out. And I was I was shocked how good it is. Egg yolk. I mean, the yolk is sort of the whole thing. So good. I thought it was going to taste different than it did. And I so, yeah, I could learn from that. Probably. That's actually sort of beautiful that that was the circumstance in her when she were like, actually, fuck it. I'm going to try something. Yeah. Probably not. Something so delicious. Now I've eaten a lot of egg yolks in my life. Honey, same. (laughs) And milk. I mean, that's the thing is like, I went hard on milk now that. Like I'm not I'm like I romanticize that and it's in the movie of like people drinking milk with dinner. Yes, like yes. I can't do that necessarily, but I love the idea of like milk and like meatloaf, mashed potatoes. I'm like, that is just what an exciting idea. Yeah. 
they really were pushing it on us when we were young. Our parents were like, gotta drink your milk, gotta have a glass of milk every day if you keep up your calcium. Every celebrity, they said, do you have milk? Got milk, <laughs> oh my babe? God. Imagine my isolation during that campaign. No one was oh, saying got yeah. mocha mix? Yeah, I got mocha mix. I really can't wait. I, I want to send you a picture of what this looked like because it couldn't be more clearly not for cereal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and it was so white. Like it was as white. It was like supernatural kind of white. I honestly, ooh, could go for some mocha mix. But it was, yeah, like that on like fucking Lucky Charms. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I, th- is that a brainwash? I, maybe that's not even a good prompt, but I no. – It is? It is. Well, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, because you or brainwash – like, it's almost like your own allergy and your health stuff kept you away from these things, even though you were eating their sisters. <laughs> there was a fear yeah, no built rhyme or reason. into you. Yeah. yeah. No rhyme or reason. Yeah, yeah, I think that's – it is indicative of – of a lot of my childhood, I think of navigating sort of kooky unreality. And I think it it, it did play into, you know, I like accuracy. I really do. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that kind of personality. Like I'm hypervigilant. I like those things come up in therapy a lot. <laughs> it's like I do think that that was the trying to figure out the rules when they don't make any sense. Um, a sort of. uh Yeah prevalent are you do you love rules i do kind of love i mean i don't like being told what to do you know Mm -hmm. because but i like but i follow the rules for sure all the rules i don't like getting in trouble (laughs) you know same nicole and i are big rule rule followers we love rule so much very Just scared a, of it. like a, a simple rule. Yeah, I do like that. It's hard, you know, I think there there's a, a mix of I'll follow a rule, but don't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like to be told what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm obsessed with everything. I think we should do our final little game. Jenny, do you want to explain what our little final game is? <laughs> I would love to explain our little final game. It's called casting, which you do. So I, I mean, feel like if anybody's going to do this. And what we do is we'll pick a category, something we've talked um, about, or, or if you have an idea, for example, the television show Friends. And okay. we look at ourselves and we say, you know, Nicole's a Chandler, I'm a Phoebe, you're a Monica. You know, just based on energy vibes. Love uh, it. Love and so we're going to cast ourselves in a category that we select and also each other. And I know we just met, so don't feel pressure. It's all good. And if you want a little warm up, you know, you want to just like gut instinct cast us as Natalie and Julianne, you know, in <laughs> that could be cool. I know. I was going to say we should just we should do May, December all together. No, if, no, if Sam it's her work. Want to, if Sam doesn't hey, want I, to. Hey, I we can't. We, I mean, let's. We're going to have to get very deep in there. I mean, there's a lot of, there's some great day players. There's all kinds yeah. of people on this. I, we, I mean, let's think, let's think about it. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we're going to do it. Nicole, yeah, okay. if you allow it. No, I, I, I'd be <laughs> thrilled to, with Sammy herself, of course, I, I would love to do this. <laughs> so let's take a moment to go in our little minds and think about who we all would be in May, December. I feel pretty confident in my selections. Not to rush right. anyone. I feel good about, you know, it's, it's harder to place Jenny, but I can. I and have, that's always a part uh, of casting is if like 
if people have don't really know each other, it's just sort of like gut instinct. Yeah, just gut instinct. Okay. Okay. And of course, there are no bad parts because you wrote them all, so it's all compliment. Jenny, do you want me to start? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So I, as we have said, do identify as a Georgie. I just think I see myself sort of singing at a local restaurant (laughs) and sort of being like, music supervisor, I feel like I could do that, actually. And if not, I'm going to fucking fuck you up. And calling my mom every day, you know, just aggressive and and very watchable so i had to give myself georgie jenny i gave you joe i I just think you're just a nice a nice guy looking to play with butterflies looking (laughs) to just my god the butterflies i forgot to ask you about that (laughs) be a good father just be with your kids and sort of just you know finding yourself where you are and trying to figure it out and also undeniably hot and i say that with respect and love Mm -hmm. and sammy i'm gonna give you honor the oldest daughter whoa thank you i just feel like you kind of you know come back on the scene and you're like yeah this is what's going on i've been to college i'm different and i have opinions (laughs) and like i'm not gonna take it anymore i have thoughts thank you thank you so much i love that character she's so She's such a great actress too, Piper Curta. She's oh, so yeah. good. She's like, so, and how's the actress? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. She's like, what the fuck is going on, you guys, here at home? <laughs> okay, uh, should I weigh in on what I or sh- go for okay. it? Okay, I am. I'm taking the lead. Like, I'm. I'm going only supporting. Mm-hmm. Love it. I see myself as her lawyer, Morris. <laughs> <laughs> That scene was oh that just was a, a very natural character and voice for me. I just I really I, I feel akin to him. For Jenny, I thought of the woman who plays sort of one of Gracie's her friend, her main friend Rhonda, who is sort of lovely and is you know maybe sort of weirdly non-judgmental of her but <laughs> yeah wants to protect her at that moment where she's like be kind like yeah it, yeah as a loveliness yeah and then I, I mean i see you nicole in that drama class i think the oh my god look that the teacher who's played by <laughs> one of my favorite actors in the south julie ivy kind of gives the class when she sees that things are getting really sexual Yes. I see you all over that. But also, <laughs> I love the girl who says, like, everything's so uncomfortable and she breaks the tension. How, how do you choose your roles? You know, I, I sort of <laughs> see your spirit in that whole scene. That's That would be my choices. Oh my I God. belong wow. in all facets of a drama class, for sure. <laughs> so I happily accept. <laughs> okay. Sammy, I gave you the sun. I feel like another character who's just like, you know, unfortunately knows what's going on and is sort of like, you know, sees it all and is dealing with it in their own way. Like wise above their years, that boy and a sweetness to him. So I gravitate to you as as the boy. Thank you. Um, As as actors, I just want to just aside that boy, his name is Gabriel Chung. He's 18 years old. This was his first audition. Oh, my God. And he booked it. 
Oh my Georgia. god. He's so good. That's so cool. So wow. cool. He's so sweet. Okay. Thank With you. I really I I really do relate to that. I do. Nicole, I had to give you Natalie Portman. I just feel Thank like you. actress obsessive. Sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we'll do anything for that part, honey. <laughs> she... Unfortunately, it's true. Yes. He wants to know what it's like to fuck that guy. She's going to fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Wants to get all the takes she can get with that snake, you know. She. Let's do another one. We're not done. Another one. Just feeling it. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a big one for you. And I, I, you know, I saw you as Georgie also, but can't help but see you as the actress. Absolutely. And then for myself, I gave myself the pet store owner. <laughs> love that. I love that. Just sort of like didn't know anything was going on in his own store. Had no idea. Just was like, yeah, you know, uh, he seemed like a nice kid. She seemed like a nice lady. And these are my snakes. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Oh, my God. Incredible. Uh, wow. Brilliantly done. Almost gave myself the snake. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> very close that's great yeah oh my god well thank you so much sammy for joining us and being on the pod oh, this was such a you. delight thank you it was so nice to see you and i'm so excited for you and it also has been so fun to see you on well, i just saw you on two different tv shows i saw you on Soderberg. yeah that i want to talk about for an hour i yes. love that. was that so fun it was so fun. Oh my it was god! Great. Hey, to have him literally like wearing the camera, like on his body, in my, with me and my best friends Claire Danes and <laughs> Mitty Oliphant. It was a joy. Oh, that is so cool. I'm I love him so much. How amazing! And it's so nice to meet you, Jenny. Finally in person. This is this has been wonderful. Really exciting to meet you and chat with you about the movie. It's so cool. I'm so impressed. And yeah, everybody get. Your ass to Netflix. Yeah, yes. tell, Watch tell everyone where to, find, where to find you, how to support the movie, how to support you and Jen. I don't know. I guess, yeah, watch the movie. It, that would be nice. And I don't know that I can be supported, really, ultimately, maybe just in good good thoughts. <laughs> Great. You're yeah. self-sufficient. No, we nothing love that. hostile. That would be wonderful. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Love it. And get, oh. get this Wiley e. Coyote movie out. Yes. Oh, that's yes. a good one. Get yeah, it out. People, go on Twitter. Say, hey, I. it is time for a legal thriller for kids that is half animated. And please don't burn it in a fire. That would I be- know my nerd husband has been very vocal about wanting to see this on the internet. Oh. So thank everyone you. Everyone gather you. your nerd husbands. <laughs> oh. Thank him for me. That is so for funny. Me. I love that. Yeah, I'm really, my fingers are crossed. I hope that, it, it, you know, this little, this little coyote finds a home, you know, a little hungry, hungry for milk and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. 